each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. we got a good one in store for you this week, our first show of the new decade of 2020. This week, we're going to be talking about Rise of Skywalker in 4DX. I want to describe to you just the experience of going to a 4DX movie. we got a new streaming service entering the fray, Quibi, and it may not be what you think it is. Uh, we got a couple new trailers with the McMillions and the New Mutants trailer, and we're going to be talking about some things that we've been watching on Netflix. And to wrap it all off, we're going to be looking back at the decade that was the, what do they call them, Chris? The tens, the teens? I guess the teens. The teens. The teens. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, me, that voice there. Joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? His voice is uh, sucking on a halls. Oh, man. So, I, dude, I just can't can't kick it. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. But do you have – so this is coming out on January 10th. Yep. Do you know what Sunday, January 12th is? Mm, I know today, as we're recording this on the 9th, it's actually 12 years since the iPhone reveal. I know that much. Okay. But I don't know, January 12th, no, what is it? Is National Pharmacist Day. Oh, how about that? Did you, you didn't know? Did you even know there was a pharmacist day? You know what? Honestly, I do know sometimes at work they'll be like, you know, oh, it's uh, National Pharmacy Month or like Technician Day or Week or whatever. Right. And, and, but I mean, I don't know that till like I go to work and then just get like an email. And it's like, guess we got to buy donuts this week. Like <laughs> whatever it is. See. But how about that? So, I want to uh, see if... Uh... So it says children can get up to 12 colds a year while adults average two to four. I have one that's, you know, four months going. Yep. Um, where would we be without our pharmacists? It's time to thank those friendly workers who keep us healthy throughout the year. Get ready to celebrate National Pharmacist Day on January 12th. The day focuses on the importance of pharmacists and it honors how much they impact our health and well-being. The hashtag A Pharmacists LS campaign. I don't know. Just uh, or launched just two years ago, links both photos, photos and worlds of thanks to those who help us with our meds and so much more. Wow! So how about that? You know how I'm going to celebrate it, Chris? How I'm not working. That's how oh, I'm celebrating. Nice. You take the day off. Take, <laughs> I'm off. God. All pharmacists, all pharmacists take the day off. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what would happen in oh this country. Oh my God! Everybody would have a heart attack, dude. They were having a heart attack <laughs> just because we were closing for like Christmas. And New Year's Day, like people just like, I mean, the the worst time of the year for pharmacists is the holidays is yeah. like, you know, New Year or Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. And then it's always the first of the year because everybody gets new insurance plans. Oh. They don't know they got new insurance plans. So they don't oh, have, we don't have updated God. cards. So we're running prescriptions through and then they're giving the cards, we're rebilling everything. Plus then they, they're pissed at their co-pays. So we, dude, this month is just the worst. So yeah, I've yeah. been... Uh, yeah, this this is always just a bad, bad time for pharmacists. So, you know what? Celebrate Pharmacist Month if you have to go to the pharmacy this time, especially because everybody's sick. That's the other thing on top of it. You lay around everybody getting sick. Yeah. Just just understand that the pharmacy staff is very, very stressed right now. This this is like our Super right. Bowl month. It's just insanity. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. the worst. Just give, uh, when you're picking up your pills, just give a nice thank you. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. Yeah, th right. this is the type of month that makes the pharmacist have to go on pills or go home and drink every night is pretty much what, what it boils down to. 
but what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning in. As always, we're so glad you guys are joining us. And hey, Chris, we recorded our second Patreon episode Loved uh, it. this past week here, just a few nights ago, actually. Uh, so big thanks to everybody for continuing to be patrons here for the show. Uh, we're, we love talking to those guys. And I did release it last week. So if you did tune into that show and enjoy that, you can become a patron yourself. Five bucks a month gets you access to uh, not only being able to be on that podcast and create content for it with us, but you also get access to our Discord where we're chatting with everybody all the time. And Chris, mm. I've converted two, and we talked about it actually in the Patreon show, but two of our patrons have been converted to Final Fantasy 14. So that could be yeah. another perk. Yeah. Or it could no. be a detriment to your social life because you're going to become yeah. addicted to Final Fantasy 14. So maybe I shouldn't yeah. say that. We show. talked all about it on the on the show. We don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, I we talked about it once this week. That's my limit. Yep. Final Fantasy 14 seconds. I got to launch that podcast. I know. Got to launch it. Got to launch it. <laughs> uh, but all right. Well, let's jump in here, Chris. So, you know, I I've been wanting to look or go to one of these 4DX movies for the longest time. And I actually was listening to Kevin Smith's review of Rise of Skywalker um, on Fat Man Beyond, and right. he was giving away tickets to 40X version, and he was just just going on and on about it. And I was like, you know what? Let me see if there's one here in Charlotte. We do actually have one here. Our, one of our bigger theaters has it. Uh, tickets are a little bit more expensive than normal. Right. I think they're. Right. I think we ended up. My just my daughter and I went. It was twenty bucks. Forty five total. That was with that was with tax. So Jesus. I think they were like, you know, 20 and change. It ends up being twenty two fifty a piece. Mm. Um, the first thing that happens when you walk in there is you sit. Well, first you get your 3D glasses because the whole movie's in 3D. Yep. You sit down in your seat and there's a button on the seat that says water on, water off. Oh, that right there says it all. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, this thing gets, gets going. and I mean, it's a fully immersive experience i mean when you look at the sign outside it it can do fog meaning like smoke it's got wind it's got water it's got smells you it, they they pump smell into the thing there's like flashing lights there's snow bubbles everything bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> like could you, if you went and saw aquaman in 40x i think there was going to be bubbles like you'd be uh, under the sea i guess so yeah i was just thinking for <laughs> For Star Wars, where the hell were there bubbles? Well, well, no, no, no. But this is just in, this is the generic 40x sign. But oh, okay, okay, okay. The movie starts, and, and the way it works is it's four seats, kind of in like a, um, uh, you know, like a, it, I mean, literally, I I kind of joked about this before, but it's it's true. It's literally Star Tours at Disney World or Disneyland mm -hmm. for two and a half hours. You're on a motion seat, and it's right. a block of four seats in one. You sit down, and the thing like when the Lucasfilm logo came up, the seat actually kind of tipped forward just ever so slightly, and like you really didn't realize it. And then when it went, ba ba, you know, Star Wars starts, and the crawl started going. The seat slowly started tilting back, That's so you cool. felt like you were kind of going up with the crawl, right? Um, and then when the movie kicks in, I mean, the first scene, if you've seen the movie and if you've seen any of the trailers, it's that opening scene is when Kylo's kind of going through the forest. Every hit on every person that he's hitting, like the seat's shaking when he puts his lightsaber out and goes, you know, it, the whole seat just shakes. And and every punch and hit that he's doing, they actually have things in your seat that are like punching you in the back. Um, when he flies to Exegol shortly thereafter, your seat is flying like he's flying in the ship and you're just moving all over the place. I mean, if you had a, a bucket of popcorn in your hand, it's or in your hands, it's going to be all over your lap. Like it's just, and it, it goes on nonstop the whole movie. Um, you know, the moment, there's a moment when they meet Lando and they're kind of on like this crawler going through the, the desert 
And just that alone, the seat isn't even sitting still. It's just shaking. Because you see the actors are, you know, they're kind of like bumping around like they're on the crawler. Right. That's what your seat's doing. Right, right. Two and a half so, hours straight, dude. Where, where in the movie theater is this? Like The whole theater uh, is that. Oh, the whole, okay. The whole theater, right. every single seat is these blocks of four. And I think each row had 16. So it was like four, you know, seats one four, through four. four, four. Right, right. And then, you know, six through 10. <laughs> it was right. just kind of like blocked off. Because I was going to say, that would be very annoying if there was only like eight of these seats in the theater <laughs> oh, and everybody no, 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 else no. is just regular. And they're just, I'd be watching them the entire time, just yeah. like moving all over the place. So the water thing, first of all, like, why would you put up the money for these seats and not hit, yeah, I want right. some water? And second of all, like, how much, what were, like, were you walking out of there like <laughs> you didn't have to shower or was okay. it just like mist? So or the water. If you hit water off, you are still going to get wet in this movie. Because this movie, of course, if you... And I don't want to spoil the movie too much. But you, you've seen in the, in the previews, well, yeah. they're fighting at a water planet, right? So right they're, exactly. it's a mad, I mean, that whole scene was just pure water. Like, just flying. Mm -hmm. So, they have fans. And the fans are going a lot. Like, there's even moments like when Ray, <laughs> again, from the trailer, is standing in the desert, like, watching Kylo's ship come across. And you've seen that in the trailer. There's just a, sl a subtle breeze. And it'll, like, kick on a little bit, like... Right. Like it just kept like, which was super cool. Like you're sitting there, you're feeling that, like it's completely immersing you in. Now, whether on Exegol and the water kicks in, they have mm. misters up on the ceiling that are going, you know, you, the mist is coming out like a wet, foggy mist. And Incredible. then the fans are blowing as well. So you're getting wet from that. But then on top of that, I think what the button was actually doing, because there was no way to not get wet from that. Like if you right. were, um, you know, not wanting to be wet, you're going to get wet from the mist because that's coming from the ceiling. They can't block your seat. But every once in a while, you would see like the seat in front of the wherever you were sitting would splash up like a little mm -hmm. like mist, like when a wave would crash, you'd see that. So not only are you getting hit with the mist, you're getting hit with that. I wasn't soaked, but it was mm -hmm. enough to where like I couldn't imagine going to one of these movies in the middle of the summer with the constant wind and the mist. You would be freezing your ass off. Mm. Like it was a good thing we had jeans and hoodies on because I mean, right, right. even, even then it, I was cold. Like you were just getting cold at times because the wind right. was just crazy. Like the moment so. when they, they kick the Falcon and you see uh Kylo like sitting there, like, you know, he's on the star destroyer and the wind is like, the Falcon's like hitting light speed. Yeah. Insanity. Like the, there was, there was <laughs> wind coming from the front of the theater. Just like you were Kylo just getting blasted with the ship taken yeah. off. So if you like have to, if you have to like, Go to the bathroom in the middle of this. If you like time it wrong, will this thing like punt you through the the movie screen or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like there could be a moment yeah. where you get out and it's just kind of weird, like getting in that seat. Yeah. Now, Chris, on top of that, it even had like when they would shoot the blasters, there were air cannons head level that were blasting on both sides of your head going like. They had that. They had a little tube in between your legs that would like slap your legs and like tickle your legs like <laughs> something's moving there. And then every time like a big shot from a ship or any time the mm. lightsabers lit up or hit, there were giant strobe lights on the side of the theater that would just light up and go like, like just so. I mean, if you always see things like, oh, if you have, um, you know, see if you're prone to seizures, don't play this video game or don't go see this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you right. couldn't go to one of these cause you're, you're gonna, yeah. because not only is the screen itself lighting up, which is really the, what they're putting the, the warning out, then the right. whole theater is practically lighting up. I mean, my daughter at the end and the big, big battle at the end with the, you know, all the ships, 
Yeah. I mean, she said to me, she's like, Dad, I, I, it's so bright, I can't look at the screen anymore. <laughs> she really? she kind of covered her eyes because it was so bright. Really? It's wild, so, dude. So this is not something that you would go see as your first initial viewing of this movie. I don't think so, no. Yeah, I think it just takes no. away from – because you're kind of paying attention to that, paying attention to what your seat is doing, yeah. all the extra stuff going on. Um. It's an amusement park ride, literally, man. I mean, yeah. for two and a, the movie is two and, two and a half, half hours. hours. Two yeah. and a half hours, it was nonstop. I think I told you, like, having had my motorcycle license and having a motorcycle before, and if anybody out there has ever ridden on a motorcycle for a long time on, like, a long trip, like a two-hour yeah. ride, and you get off, you just feel like in a daze, you know, you're, you're, you've had wind blowing in your face for so long. Right. Like, I, that's how I felt after this. We drove home, and even my daughter, we were both just like <laughs> in a daze. And the I car just didn't feel right wheel. as I was driving home. I'm like, why am I not, like, moving all over the place? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. But I'm glad I saw it. Like, this is the movie to see it with. I don't know. Like, I looked. Um, I know Midway was a movie they did. They've done Dunkirk. Uh, Captain Marvel was I, one. We we have one at Rotterdam Square has this. Oh really? Um, yeah, and and I, I was I was if I had somebody to go with like for a second viewing, they did it for um, for Endgame and Infinity War. Oh nice. And we never did it, but um, yeah, I think those are the type of the movies that you want to go see. Like you're not gonna go see like Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, no. In, in this, oh, they'd be tickling I mean? your legs pretty good in this. <laughs> 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 but, but but that's what I even wonder like what would Endgame be like I mean there were moments when you're getting punched by the seat in this but the, the punching in the back wasn't as much it was this because they're flying so much and riding on speeders and things like that this was a lot of the motion of the seat right. so I don't know how much an Endgame I mean imagine I can imagine like a Spider-Man movie Spider-Man flying like mm-hmm. you know swinging between the buildings you're probably doing that a lot um, yeah but I don't know, I like an the, end game. What what the, do you mean? How to like the the coding of this? I don't like, know. How long does it take to match up what's going on with the seats with with the movie? It's awesome. How that's amazing. Yeah. That's actually, that I, and like, it's kind of funny, man, in a, in a creepy way. Just shows you how much uh, you know information people are getting from us. But suddenly now in my Twitter feed, I am repeatedly seeing 4DX mm. promoted tweets. So it is a. I don't know who owns it. I don't know if it's uh, Regal. I don't know what it is. But somebody is is actually programming that and. I mean, they're doing a pretty good job doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty I'd cool. recommend it. You know, if, uh, my guess, I don't know. I haven't even looked at our theater, but my guess is 1917 will probably be the next 40X because it seems like Ooh. our theater only does it on the weekends. They don't do it on weekdays. And they only do a couple of them every, like on Saturday and a couple on Sunday. And then it just rotates. Right. So it's always right now Rise of Skywalker <laughs> until the next movie comes. My okay. guess is it'll probably be 1917 because it seems like they do war movies, um, which, by the way, Going Sunday, see with my dad at eleven. So are you really? We'll be talking about that next week. I, I I asked Jen if she wants to see it. She's always hesitant with uh, war movies. Yeah, because <laughs> she was in one. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, but she does want to. She does want to see it though. So yeah. it I, won, I think, man. It won the Golden Globe, going, right? Yeah, I Just think <clears throat> they're easier for her when we're watching it at home. I think if it's on a big screen, then it might be a little bit too much for her. So, and, and you, for what I'm so, hearing about this one, I mean, you keep seeing those commercials. It's like you know, cinematography at its best, and blah. It's one shot. I think I was reading in the review. It's one of those movies where it's one shot the whole continuous time. Continuous shot. Oh wow! And that it's it's like Dunkirk, where you're just never comfortable at all. Right. Um, my son actually, I mean, he's 13. The movie's rated R, 
and he was he kept saying like I want to go, I want to go. We talked about it a little bit today. I don't think he's gonna go, and and it's not that I don't want him to go. I was just telling him I'm like, if you want to go, because I was reading that you know there's some sites you can go to like as a parent, and it kind of tells you here's what's in the movie yeah, yeah. to prepare prepare your kids. It's the graphic violence, and like we went on the little ghost tour in Charleston, and he was getting lightheaded from them talking about like murders and stuff on that. Oh boy, I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm like, there's going to see like limbs getting cut off and people screaming. Ex- yeah, that's the stuff that I know. I know he just couldn't handle, and I, I don't think- want. I mean, I don't want him to be there and then. Ha- I mean, it's kind of selfish, but have it ruined my experience of having <laughs> no, to leave yeah, the theater. You know it. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Let's I hold know. off on that. It's a whole other world when, when even though it's you know Hollywood, it's a whole other world when yeah. they get their first experience seeing something like you know limbs being, yeah, extracted. Guts so. hanging out. I mean, you know, Saving yeah. Private Ryan. You show that to like a nine or ten year old, they're gonna just have nightmares forever. Yes, my son yes. probably now even he would even at thirteen. So you you have forced some PTSD on your your own kids yeah. if you if you do and, that. So. And that's what I you know I explained to him. I'm like, but in the end, I said it's a very realistic portrayal of it. So if you yeah. really want to go, like I, I would be fine. But he finally tonight, he was like, I know <laughs> I'm going to pass. Yeah. Could change by Sunday. I don't know. But <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, another quick thing too. We went and actually saw Jumanji. Uh, was it the, the next level? I think it was called. Did you see uh, the first okay. one? I did not. No. You didn't. Okay. Um, this one was good. I mean, again, it's, you know, same concept of them going into the video game. I love how you're, are you sneezing? What are you doing? Are you I'm coughing, coughing dude. I'm <laughs> coughing. Yeah. I'm just muting the mic every time. I, I love cough. it. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. but, uh, you know, if you, if you saw the first one, you're, you're going to like this one, or if you saw the first one and enjoyed it, you're going to like this. I mean, nothing really to write home about, uh, other than that. Just, I love the concept that it's in the video game and they just keep double down, doubling down on that. Um, right. It's just, and the cast is great. I mean, Jack Black, The Rock. Um, you just, you just can't go wrong. I just feel like stuff like this is just, you know, a straight up money grab. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I, like the first one, the first one I think exceeded their expectations. I don't really feel like they felt like that movie was going to be as successful as it was, but I heard yeah. it was actually a really good movie. It was. Yeah. And so now they're forcing another one down our throat. And... I'll tell you, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Danny DeVito is in <laughs> yeah, this he is. and, uh, Danny Glover are in it okay and you know the first one you just said you know oh it was a really good movie the end of this one will get you a little bit in the feels dude really really it, I, yeah. I'm, as corny and, and like silly as the movie is kind of all throughout at the very end it's it is a it kind of wraps it up in a good way and it's like wow like that was kind of touching yeah. at the end really the way they handled it yeah okay it's pretty cool so yeah. i'd recommend it i mean we only actually went to like you know like our second run theater so it wasn't like a uh you know we, we, oh, we, right, we right. weren't rushing out to see this movie, so yeah. yeah um, right. But I'd recommend giving it a rental um, or something right. like that. Um, let's see, Chris. I want to talk about. There's this new streaming service um, yeah. that's kind of getting a lot of buzz here today. CES is actually happening right now as we're recording this. So there's you know all kinds of 8K televisions and phones <clears throat> and foldable phones and all that craziness going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, there's probably a refrigerator that has an 8K screen on it. Seems to be the kind of the rave right now. <laughs> right. But a new streaming service. Uh, this had already been announced, but they actually were kind of talking about it here at at CES, and it's called Quibi. Right. Spelled Q-U-I-B-I, as in quick bite. Mm. And the whole thing is it's a quick bite because it's specifically a streaming service for your phone. Right. Five bucks gets you an ad-supported version, so kind of the Hulu model where you can pay the lower rate, still get some ads, or $8 a month for the ad-free experience. And all the content is going to be 10 minutes or less. 
right. specifically made to be viewed on your phone. They got some big Hollywood names. Huge. Kind of on board for it. Um, one of the things they were saying with some of the shows is that they're looking at, um, you know, like whether, you, you know, normally you'd have a movie that's two hours long. They're going to release like weekly chapters. So they're not going to dump it all in there to have you binge watch it. Of course, if, right. if you subscribe later, you could. But they want to kind of create that water, those water cooler moments around these big budget 10 minute chapters right. of these shows. What so, do you think, man? I absolutely love it. Um, and I think just the, the, the they got like a billion dollars in, in funding or something like that, which is yeah. just like unheard of. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you remember this. There was a, a television station Al Gore started in mm-hmm. like the mid 2000s. It was called Current, Current TV. And it started out this exact thing. It was it was bite size stories. And they were like eight minutes long and they always had a running timer in the bottom left hand corner like mm-hmm. where the, where it was in this particular story. And it was almost like YouTube before YouTube. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, but it was on television. And I wonder how much that was like a model for them to go after in terms of like these bite sized stories. And then the fact where it's just on your phone, dude, that I think is such a big selling point to me. If this was. If this was just like television, I think it would get lost in the mix of everything that's like streaming right now. But the fact that this is on on the phone, like, come on, like we are constantly on our yeah. phones. And I feel like th- this is exactly what people want, like when they're just in their office at work. Hi, me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or just sitting around the house. On the couch, you can just load this up, and you're going to be following some specific shows. And you see, like the the you can hold it in either yeah um, landscape or portrait mode, and it'll adjust. Like there's two different ways you can watch each show. Yep, that's one of the uh, the new innovative things that they're doing is that right. every show will basically be there will be two versions of the show: a landscaped and a portrait version of the show. It said that if you're watching it, let's say in landscape mode. The portrait mode will also be running alongside. So it's actually going to use 20% more data than like a Netflix show would use because there's actually your phone is actually receiving two versions of it. It's like a low res version of that other mm-hmm. one. And the minute you switch your phone, it'll switch over to that other one. Right. Um, so it's basically going to, you know, have the directors in that film these in two different ways. Two and ways. they said that's one of the, the, the selling points of the original content is that that's what they want to do. Chris, my only hang up here right. is. Sure, it's it's specifically made for your phone. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix runs on my phone, Hulu runs on my phone, and like think of the way you listen to a podcast. I listen to a podcast yep. on my way to work. Twenty minutes, I'm, I'm I get to work, pause it. I come back on my lunch break. I listen maybe another twenty thirty minutes. Pause it. Come home yep. from work twenty thirty minutes. What's the difference? Like to me, of watching a Netflix show. Like if you want to watch The Witcher, I watch ten minutes on my phone. Come back but, and watch another ten minutes. Like, is is it more that that in that ten minutes I may not get like the finality of a of a like push the narrative forward? Like maybe these shows will just almost feel rushed. And and not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm saying like right. they're gonna in that ten minutes tell you enough to give you a little bite of like I mean they're calling them chapters for a reason. You read a chapter of a book that pushes the story forward. Where if you watch yep. ten minutes of The Witcher. Nothing may happen in those 10 minutes. Right. Uh, it, it might feel a little bit rushed, but um, I, I think for me, yeah, I have Netflix on my phone. I have Hulu on my phone. I don't utilize it. I don't watch 
hardly anything on my phone when it comes to Netflix or Hulu for the simple reason of I'm not going to watch a full movie on my phone. I, that's just yeah. me. Like I, I'm usually always around like a laptop and I will watch a movie on my laptop, but I don't want to watch something that's an hour and a half to two hours and a half on that screen. I will absolutely watch something that's 10 minutes long on my screen. I think that might be maybe something difficult that they have to find a way to accomplish. Yeah. How much information can you get in this little 10 minute I mean, episode? That I might mean, be the challenge. Um, and if in the end, like he mentions, like a 12 chapter show, will it really just be like a two hour movie? Well, if that's the case, then why wouldn't I just watch a two hour movie and watch the 10 minutes that I get and just slowly piece it up that way that tells the story in a more non-rushed, cohesive way where if right. pun- you know, I don't know. And, and he does say too, like they're, he put, he points to like Netflix and Disney plus and says like, they're not our competitors. They're competing for this. And in this interview I'm reading on the verge right now, he's like pointing to a T to the TV saying they're competing for the TV, <clears throat> right. not for the phone. But then he says, we're competing against the free services. And he means like Instagram and YouTube and like when I think about when I watch when I watch something on my phone, I mean lately I have been watching a little bit more um, like Disney Plus um, on there. Mm. But like when I watch something on my phone, it's more gen- or it's generally YouTube, and it's more kind of like that. I don't say comfort food videos, but it is just like you know a couple content creators that I follow that do like video game stuff or right. you know, some movie reviewers things like that. I'm not really investing in my phone in a narrative dri- you know narrative driven content which. That's what these people are going for. And maybe there right. is a market for that. Personally, yeah, I think there is. I don't. I don't think there is, man. I, yeah, think, I might, think with all these other services, I think this is not going to work, man. It might not be for you. It might not it's be. Not. I, and I think I think what it boils down to is it, it, it's it's gravitating to the people who are, you know, phone obsessed. And that's, you know, the people that are younger than us, typically. Right. You know what I mean? So, and... So that that will that'll appeal to them right off the bat because but already, you have. But this see, surf. this is my thing. They're and already then, using their phones for Netflix and and Hulu and all those things already. It's true. It's true. I, so I mean, why it's why be, why pay more money for something that you're only gonna get ten minute videos on? It would boil down to content. Yeah. It, what I mean, what it. are these shows? What yeah. are you know? It's one thing to just have a streaming service that's just available on your phone. Okay, now you've piqued my interest. Now what do you have? That that will be the selling point for me because it's there's two tier pricing tiers. Was it four ninety nine with ads, seven ninety nine without ads? Yeah. So um, no, I'm not going to dive into an ad free thing. I I'll, I'll give this a shot. I really will because I want to see what the content is, um, and that's what it boils down to. And from what they're saying, they have a lot of stuff that they have planned for this thing. They so do. Yeah. 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 We'll see. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting. It, I don't know, it, man. It, it, to me, it just seems like it's just another another streaming service that it is. It, it is another streaming service. They that, say, that's a fact. They well, but they say they're you know they're not competing with Netflix and them, but you are. Like you, if like you know they they say they're more of competing with free like YouTube and Instagram. It's like <laughs> you are. I mean, I guess YouTube is creating their YouTube Red content or you know their YouTube original like Cobra Kai and things like that. But YouTube really hasn't doubled in enough. If anything, I could see this then forcing the hand of YouTube. And them saying, well, screw it. We're going to now go on this level. Like Google's just saying, well, screw it. We're just going to fight these guys by throwing our own money at it and creating content like them. And rather mm-hmm. than charge you $4.99, we're just going to have the ad-supported one. And then if you pay for YouTube Red or whatever they call it now, you just don't get ads. Like that's just how it's always worked. And right. maybe that's the way that it's tough. I mean, it forces that hand. I don't know. 
like you said, there's there's we are we are in a streaming service uh, ecosystem right now. Right. Everything is everything is going streaming. So are they a little bit late to the game in this? That remains to be seen. But I think this is going to appeal to uh, the younger generation and myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly, yeah. man, I think the the hook they're they're putting so much on the fact that our big thing is you can watch it on your phone. You can watch all these other services. It's sure it's can. all the content, dude. And if it's if it's ten minute content, you got to prove that ten minute content is a good thing. And that and mean? that's the that's the interesting thing is because like I, like I'll say to you like I don't watch those things. I don't watch Netflix and Hulu on my phone. Again, the younger generation does. Yeah. So if you're not like you're saying like if you're not competing with them, yeah, you're not competing with the younger generation when it comes to watching Netflix or Hulu on their television. But you are competing with them watching that on their phone. So will they want to accept you into their their streaming life? Mm. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm 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 interested. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. We Thanks. shall see, Quibby. You yep. got you got some work to do here, but you know, hey, they'll probably offer a free or a, a free trial. So we'll definitely probably. check it. out. I think it's in April. This is long. And you know so. what? But and you know what else could really help them? It, you know, it's cell phone only. They're probably going to get hooked up with a Verizon or a T-Mobile or something like that. Like uh, like. Yeah. Disney- Disney Plus did with Verizon, mm-hmm. you know, a year free of so they maybe Disney Plus is with Verizon, maybe these guys they should do that. They need to You know what that. I mean? Like, yeah. They really should do that. So That'd be a big deal. Yep. Uh, all right, let's go ahead real quick here and thank our sponsor. Of course, that's GamerGoo, our friends over at GamerGoo, continuing to support the show as we enter this new decade here in 2020. Uh, GamerGoo is an antiperspirant for your hands. It can help you, you apply it on. It stops your hands from sweating for up to four hours of gaming. So if you got a new game here over the holidays and you don't want those sweaty hands, hey, Chris, next week, you know what comes out? Dragon Ball Z Kakarot comes out next Friday, the video game. So if you want to be fighting Vegeta as Goku or you're going to be, you know, Vegeta fighting Majin Buu or Goku, whatever, you don't want those sweaty hands, GamerGoo's got you covered. All you got to do, go to GamerGoo.com, use our promo code TEL, that's T-E-L, save yourself 10% off your order today. They got a bunch of different scents. They got cinnamon, orange, peppermint, Teakwood, bunch of different ones over there. You can check it out. And they have a new subscription service as well. You can go in there, say how many gaming sessions you're going to have every single month. Sign up over there. Tell them what sense you want. And they send it to you every single month. You don't even need to take the, the time to worry about going in and ordering every single month or you know two months, whatever it is. These guys are sending it to you every single month. GamerGoo's got you covered. So again, go to GamerGoo.com. Use our code TEL, T-E-L. Save yourself 10% off your order. And be sure if you do get some GamerGoo, be sure to use the hashtag or use the hashtag you going it. Love to see that on Twitter when everybody sends that over to us. And of course, make sure you put GamerGoo in there as well. So again, go to GamerGoo.com, use our hotel, save yourself 10% off your order. And big thanks to GamerGoo for continuing to support the show. Goo. You going it. Uh you going it in 2020. <laughs> Um, Chris, you know, this is our third decade of podcasting. Yeah, it is. We did it in the aughts. Yep. We did it in the teens. In the tweens. Now we're in the twenties. In the twenties. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And and, I saw uh, somebody, I forget what basketball player it was, but he, it was in like. Vince Carter. Yeah. That's who. Vince Carter. Was it like five or six decades? Like something stupid like like that. So let's see. He played nineties. I think it's four decades he's played yeah, in. Yeah, well, it's just something stupid. like that's insane. It's crazy. Yep. 
Um, all right, let's talk about some trailers that dropped. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the New Mutants first. That's the first one I want to talk about. Uh, okay. I know Slade Steel, our buddy Gary guy's been you know waiting for this trailer to come out. He, in the minute it came out, he immediately sent it over to us. When was this movie filmed? Because I want to say we've been hearing about it. And I even saw a, a poster at my theater like a year ago for this. And it was that the, yeah. the white, like gray with the faces pushing out. And it's like this movie just seems it's been delayed, delayed, delayed. Well, it's coming April 3rd. And this trailer, I mean, I'm just going to say first, I, I really, I don't want to say I wasn't interested in it, but this movie was like, I knew it was coming, but it was like, eh, you know, whatever. New Mutants. Right. This trailer. I can't wait to go see this movie, man. Like, it looks uh, creepy and badass. I was going to say, did they make a X-Men horror movie? I think they did. Because <clears throat> that's a really cool thing, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was more than happy with this this trailer. <clears throat> like, same with you, man. Like, I, I kind of felt like, all right, that'll be interesting. And, yeah, I'll go see it. But when, when the trailer dropped, and even when Gary said it, to us i didn't watch it till we you didn't watch it till right, right before we started ago. recording yeah <laughs> um i wasn't like jumping at it but <clears throat> that's my fault because this looks really good now yeah, it does. uh we've gotten really good looking x-men style movie trailers in the past mm-hmm. and kind of have been burned a little bit so who directed this thing does, does it say you got that? Uh, let's see i got it all pulled up here director i don't know all i can say is the cast is great like i yeah, love the cast, the the cast man Arya stark is in there we got the kid from stranger things a girl from split uh, it even says antonio banderas is in this um just looks like a, a fantastic cast uh director josh boone yeah i'm name. looking up his um his history right now he's done some x-men he's oh, seems... fallen our stars he's done yeah he seems like he's a love story type of guy so that's a little concerning. Um, There's a new The Stand coming out? Yeah. Is he's, he doing that? He's directing that too, it says. <laughs> really? Hmm. All right. Maybe he's branching out. But um, This movie looks great though, man. It does, man. It looks really, really good. It looks really creepy. Um, it's, o- it, it, it's almost like a, that um, season of American Horror Story, the... Uh, one when the second season, asylum, the asylum, it almost yeah. looks like asylum. Yeah, it says uh, five young mut- mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will, fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. So I think it's gonna be cool. They're almost like teaming. I, that's gonna be a cool moment, like a, you know when they have like they finally start teaming up and yep. honing like their mutant abilities and stuff like that, and start fighting back. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be. I think it's got potential, man. It has a lot. I love of the potential. one scene they show. They're in like a session. And they're all telling like when they first discovered their powers. Like that that to right. me is one of the most interesting things about uh, you know, any Marvel or any X-Men comic. And even like you even go back to the old X-Men show. I used to love when they would show that. Like one I always think of is like Jubilee. I think that first episode or two, they show that kind of when she first discovered her powers. Or even when uh, you know, the original X-Men movie and like Storm, you kind of hear like yeah. just about them discovering their abilities and how it terrified everybody around them. And just in that universe, you know, usually their parents would always try to hide it. Or yeah. just would, you know, just act like, no, 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 my kid's not a, a mutant. And it's just, I love seeing that because it's something that that series just deals with all the time. Because literally every single mutant you see in the X-Men at one point or another had to deal with that. And um, that's just another reason why the X-Men is just an amazing series. Right. That it deals with that. And so, 
And this will be it for 20th Century Fox, right? I think so. Yep. I think this is it. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely on my radar now, and I am I'm kind of excited to see this thing. So. Yeah. Um, a new trailer dropped actually today for McMillions. This is <laughs> a, a uh, six-part documentary series on HBO that's actually directed by Mark Wahlberg. Which the one article oh, I was reading I said you're... it was kind of funny, just like the ethics of Mark Wahlberg, who is a shareholder in Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers doing yeah. a a, a uh, documentary about McDonald's. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's not. This isn't McDonald's fault. This is actually, if you've never heard of this, it was a uh, just crazy fraud case, where from 1989 to was it 2001? I think there basically weren't really that many legit winners of the million dollar monopoly game mm -hmm. like the monopoly game that would be going and it was all because of the marketing firm that they had basically hired to do it this guy that was a part of it was getting the winning pieces mm. and basically convincing these people to like mortgage their houses and give him a cut like they, they basically mortgaged their houses so they would give him some money he'd give them the winning piece they'd cash it in and they could be you know get a million dollars it's crazy man I, well first of all like you know this is now the second movie documentary that just goes after mcdonald's after supersize me you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. like mcdonald's yeah. probably hates the film industry right now but yep. um yeah dude i i love stuff like this i, I love that it's a six episode yeah it's not just series. like a little hour-long documentary yeah right? man i love that it's gonna get like super detailed and obviously it's a pretty wide story and scope if it if it covers six uh, episodes. I'm assuming they're going to be an hour long. Yep. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. And I remember this. I remember I, yep. not not so much, you know, the whole fraud thing, but obviously we're all familiar with the whole McDonald's thing. And I remember being a kid, like that's when I used to eat McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. I haven't had yeah. McDonald's in forever. But um, the excitement, and because it's Monopoly, like, yeah, man, that was your game. Everybody played that game yep. as a kid. And dude, like, <laughs> I won't, I won't name him <laughs> but we had a friend that had a paper route in uh like middle school and stuff like that and he would go in the friday or the excuse me the sunday paper oh, and, and take out take all them out <laughs> do you know who i'm talking about or no uh maybe maybe not but you have to all right, i'll tell you after the yeah. show but uh yeah this was like a big thing to try to and you had your board and everything yep. it was great yep. and to know that you didn't stand a chance not that you stood a chance anyway but to know that it was completely stacked against you from the get-go i want to i want to dive into this thing man yep we watched uh after because i showed the trailer my son wanted to see it and then afterwards he's like dad what, like there's got to be something on youtube about it so we watched like a seven or eight minute video where the guy just kind of went through everything there was like 51 or 52 people that this guy gave the million dollar piece to. So this went on like for a long time. And in the end, like he went to jail and then some of these other people were all charged as well. Even the people like the people that he gave the pieces to because they could they basically so, couldn't prove that they unknowingly got the pieces. So explain to me like what he did again. So how, so he his went to job. Somebody, so say he came to me. Say he came to me. What, his, what would he want from me? Well, first, his job, he worked for the marketing firm. Right. His job, they gave him an envelope, and in the envelope, and, and I'm sure this is going to explain it, but this is how it was described in a YouTube video, so take right. that for what it is. But he was the guy that would then go around to the plants where they were making the foam cups and the, the fry things, and it was his job to literally put the million-dollar piece onto something on the production line, and it would just okay. go. 
But instead, okay. he would go into the, open the envelope, take the pieces out himself, seal it back up, and then he would go to the places and put the smaller prizes in there, but keep the million-dollar ones. And then I don't know how he met the people. It said the first one he did was his stepbrother was the very first guy, and the guy was like – it was like $25,000. He didn't do a million-dollar piece then, but then he just started okay. up in the ante. And he would go and basically go to the people and say – Give me a certain percentage of whatever the winning was. You know, generally it was a million dollars, and then you can take the million dollar piece. So a lot of these people would mortgage their homes. You know, well, I mean, if he would say, you know, give me thirty percent, so you mortgage your house for three hundred thousand dollars. He they right. give him three hundred thousand. He gives you a million dollar piece. Wow. And that's what they did. And so wow. you know, and then at the end they said, you know, a lot of the people were all charged as well because it was like you knew you really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's against the rules. And um, there, and he was even the guy that sent the million dollar piece to um, St. Jude's. Do you remember that? I remember seeing that on the news. Like no. St. Jude's Children's Hospital got a million dollar piece from McDonald's. It was him. He sent it to them. And the rules say that it's non-transferable. So really yeah. it shouldn't work. But McDonald's was like, of course, we'll go ahead and we'll give you a million dollars. And they paid yeah. it in installments. And even after all this, they still continue to pay it because they're like St. Jude's. We're just going to put the money. They're just going to give it to St. Jude's. Not, yeah. not pay St. Jude's. Yeah, exactly. Wow, man. Isn't that crazy? So, I mean, that kind of spoils some of the documentary, I think. But I think in the end, no, so what, the but... documentary looks like it's going to be a lot about the people, too, because it shows a bunch of the people. That yeah. Kind yeah. of one. And the, they're like, all the mistakes I made doing it. It's going to be on so HBO. February 3rd, I think, right, is when it said? Uh, I know. It's pretty soon, yeah. yeah. So do you know, obviously, he went to jail for it. He's still locked up, or is know, he, dude, do you I know? Feel, from the video, they said, like, three years. And he had to what pay back, like, he was in jail he, for, like, three years. That's all he was in jail I for? I think that was it, dude. I mean, it's a nonviolent crime, so yeah. he's not really going to, yeah. I mean, he's kind of defrauding the people, I guess, but yeah. he still kind of gave them something, like... Just kind of weird, but he did have. There was a lot of money he had to pay back. I think up to almost a million dollars or something like that. Whatever they said. So, so he was the only one. The, even the even the firm had no idea he was doing this. The firm had no idea, as far as I know. But it did say that McDonald's then, like once he went to jail or was charged, they cut the ties with the firm, and the firm went under. So really, like there was a, really? over a hundred people worked for the firm, all lost their jobs, all because of him. Because of this guy. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. February 3rd, it's on HBO, <laughs> six-part series. McMillions, right. it's called. McMillions. Can't wait. Um, let's talk some Netflix, Chris. We talked a little bit about right. you know some things coming. I watched The Witcher, first two episodes. Right. Well, just today, my wife and I watched it. I, we finally just had some time. Had so many things going on over the holidays. She's big into, like, she likes, like, witches and vampire books and things like that. Um and so she, like, at first was a little bit hesitant because just seeing uh, Henry Cavill as Geralt, she just thought he looked kind of, like, cheesy. But, like, yeah. the minute it starts going, there is, like, you know, the, the magic and the sorcery and all that kind of happening. She's in. And everything I've seen now, this is really based on the books and not necessarily the games. But okay. being someone who's played the games, there is a lot of themes kind of running through this and it, it it was kind of funny there's one bit and it, i'm not gonna spoil anything but like basically the he's tasked at one point to like go kill someone and when he goes to kill that someone they tell you their story and they're like well why don't you go back and kill that other person and so yeah. it's like i'm playing the witcher video game because that's what the <clears throat> witcher does it's like okay. Geralt just he's not like 
He doesn't care. All he does, he's a monster hunter. He's a mutant. He's not a human. He just is this guy that has the mutants and the witchers in this world can just deal with magic and they, they just work for people to kill <clears throat> monsters. Sometimes those monsters are people. And mm. so that's the decision. The second episode, go kill this monster. Go kill the monster. Find out something about the monster. And then they're just like, here's our story though. And the monster's like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And these people are. And so it's just like, you're getting that like witcher vibe where it's like, you know how you, when you play in, I think Skyrim did the same thing or a lot of RPGs do it now where it's like, they just give you that gray area. And it's like, what do you do? Which side do you kind of go? Right. With? Now there is an overarching story to this. It's not as simple um, okay. as that, as I'm explaining it here, but I like that those themes are in the show and it's really showing just how Geralt like, you know, he just kind of goes with the flow. Like he he doesn't mm. pick which side of the kingdom to be a part of, which, you know, political faction. He doesn't care. Like he's just in the world doing what's right in the moment. And then, you know, when he comes across someone who he maybe he's supposed to kill or whatever, he's takes in their story and then just kind of does what he thinks is right. And it's it's good so far, man. Okay. It's great. I think really think you need to watch it. I know a lot of people have been watching it. The Witcher. Um, three actually is now on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can jump into to The Witcher 3 right now, which the first two games are very different than the third one. The third one is much more... Uh, I mean, the other two were action, third-person action games as well, but a um, little bit more of a... I don't want to say tactical, but it was just kind of... Those games were a little bit more rougher, let's say, where three is much more of the typical RPG that people would know. Um, right. And it's great. So, um and I heard the like the sword fighting is pretty badass in this. Totally too. badass, man! The yeah. end of the first episode, you get some you get some good action. Man. Yeah, and it's, yeah, that's what I heard. And it's brutal, like it's violent. This is a very right. violent show. There's nudity in the show. It's a very adult well, show. That's good. Right. It's good. It's good, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's, good. it's, good. it's a good <laughs> like Game of Thrones is over. You need something like that. I saw somebody on Twitter today say this and it's like it's it fills that game of thrones hole but it also fills in that like xena warrior princess slash hercules hole too because there is i'm gonna say there is a bit of a cheese to it like there is a little bit of a cheese like cheese going on there but it's all in fun like it's definitely good so right Right. highly recommend the witcher what have you been watching anything on netflix right now or streaming anything talk about we want to talk about brutal um and this has been making the rounds. So over the past few weeks, uh, you know, everybody's kind of talking about don't f with cats. Oh god! And yeah, <laughs> I can't get my wife to watch it, man. She it's t- it, it's a, it's a tough watch. Um, this is so okay. So the funny story about this is one of our Discord people, and I and I and I'm, I don't know who, which one it was. I want to give you credit, but it, it might have been Phantom. I could be wrong on that. He actually sent me a message to Discord saying, have you seen Don't F with Cats yet? And I'm like, no, I see. I saw the headline for it, um, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll check it out. And he's like, oh, he goes, I know you're into like true crime. And my wife is really into true crime. She watched it and, and loved it and all this other stuff. That very same morning, like an hour later, I'm at work. And I'm in my office and this girl that I work with comes running into my office. She's like, don't F with cats. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we, we, we have, we, and the funny thing is we have a secretary. Her name is cat. Oh God. And she came in running that. I thought I did something to piss cat off. I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> and she's like, no, the show. I'm like, oh yeah. Someone was just talking to me about that this morning. She's like, 
it's about Luca. And I'm like, no way. And from that point on, I'm like, all right, I had to watch it because earlier last year now, um, I told you about it, right? There was a, a double episode of Sword and Scale that broke down this Luca Magnata story. Um, and when I heard it, I was just like, why, who, who is this person? Like, how, how does this person get to this point in life where this is what they do? Um, and it's troubling to, to watch it now that it's here in like video form. Um, it's tough to watch it, Mm -hmm. but they don't show you any, they don't show you the actual act. That would be just way too graphic. Um, but in the beginning, like when he, yeah, when he, when he's killing small animals, which serial killer, not, not that he was a serial killer, but people who eventually graduate to killing humans, they typically start by killing small animals and they show you the video and they show you the animals like then they don't show you how he does it. They explain in detail how he does it, but they don't show it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's bad enough just to see like these two little kittens oh. before you know what's going to happen to them. Like they don't need to show you what he does. Yeah. It's, it's bad enough. Um, the the Don't F with Cats is, is a, they tell it in a different way where Sword and Scale just told you the story. Um, don't F with Cats tells you there's the very first video he released when he killed these cats, um, this Facebook group, and he posted it to Facebook, this Facebook group was created to try to find this guy. And that's who they follow along through these episodes is this Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And they're like internet sleuths trying to find the, track this guy down and he can be anywhere across the country. So it's amazing watching them and how they figure out they just, they follow this guy for years and go to the cops and say like, this is our guy and there's really nothing that they could do about it because there was no proof and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a different angle on the whole story. So that was really cool. Um, and then something happens at the end, um, that they don't really talk about at all in the sword and scale, which really is like, Oh my God, this guy is completely mental. Hmm. He's so mental. You have to watch it, but tread lightly. If I can, I can watch true crime shows about, People killing people all day long. When you bring animals into it, it's tougher for me. Really? Uh, yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it, and that's what I think isn't that kind of the whole story here? Is it's like you know, when once the guy started messing with cats, that's where the don't f with cats came. Was the Facebook group was like, he's killing cats, and everybody yeah. jumped all over it. And it's like, why? Why is that? You wonder, you know, because like because they're helpless, man. Like they they can't fight back. But it's okay to you know kill I mean? a human. But no, and, and it's I'm not, not. I know. It's not okay. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy but, that that's the way it but, is. But he, like they said, like he's he's going to kill a person, and he eventually did. Um, and that's one thing that they don't get into too much is, I mean, they talk about when he eventually kills a person. Obviously, that's a big moment, and they talk about it a lot. They don't talk about the detail of it. If you want the detail of it, Sword and Scale's just, gotcha. Sword and Scale has that. You can go to the Wikipedia page. It is absolutely effing the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I I cannot imagine someone would actually do this. It, like you, you have you uh, you just when this guy dies, like you just want to study his brain and figure out what the hell is going on in there. I cannot I can't conjure up how he would cr- come up with this scenario to, to do what he did to this guy. 
it's it's it's, oh, it's, it's crazy. You gotta watch it. You gotta right. watch it and just judge for yourself. Don't but. f with cats. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we talk about the decade, <laughs> real quick, Chris, I wanted to throw this out to you because I, I just wanted to get your take on what you think this is. Okay. So CES happening right now. Sure. PlayStation Five <coughs> is not there. But if you what could the logo guess, is. that's what I was going to say. Have you seen the logo? <laughs> I've seen the logo. And oh, okay, it just looks you like... have. Because that's what I was going to say. Like, what? if you could guess what the PlayStation Five logo is, what do you think it looks like? PlayStation Four, but with a five. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the like? Why? This was this is news. Like they <laughs> they did they get people in an, in a, an entire like arena. Like, how did they reveal this? I think I think it was just Sony's press conference. And, and not just Sony as in the game division. It was, like, everything. So it was, you know, the TV, Sony, you know, all that. All that. It wasn't just, hey, let's get a bunch of people in the room. And, and like, <laughs> we're just going to show Look them what's behind the curtain. Boom. Like, no, this was, uh, yeah, it says they kicked off Sony's CES press conference. And uh, so that was the big, kind of the big thing. But, no, that wasn't. Uh, like, it's it's fine. Like, cause you have like continuity and that's what people expect. Don't make a big deal about it. I feel like they're making more of a, a big deal about this logo than anybody else's. And it's not necessary. Huh? It's a logo. Logos are cool, but you haven't changed it. You're like the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired right there. Yeah. Bang, I, bang. I did see a linked vi- picture of uh, the PS6, PS7, PS8, and PS9 logo. logos. They're just the same. Uh, about the same. <laughs> but you know what I love? Like, that's the difference between Sony and Microsoft. Microsoft, yes. just at the Game Awards, is straight up like, here's our console. It's so crazy. It looks like a subwoofer. Yeah. And it's just going to be great. And like, here's some games. And, and Sony's just like, here's our logo. <laughs> Come on, Sony. Like, now I have seen, they haven't shown what it looks like, right? No. Nope. But I've seen like, I, I and I haven't really dove too much into it. So <clears throat> I've seen some like renders of what people think is going to look like yeah. or something. I, I don't know where they've gotten that from. Could be just complete. I, that's some of my. This is like BS. my favorite time, like before consoles, where people are just guessing what like the controller yeah. looks like and all that stuff. Because there's some on there that look pretty cool. The controller is going to look exactly the same. I was gonna... <laughs> it's not going to change at all. <laughs> Maybe a different shade of black. But oh, I uh, love it the console I, you know the console will probably change because that's one thing they have one thing they've changed is the look of the console over right, the, yeah. the years so it's great I, I, what? come on <laughs> alright let's uh, let's move on here and before we go I want to look back to the last decade Chris this is something we want to go through just some of the things that kind of stuck out to us um, you know one of the things for me I think when we look back at this decade um, was I think this is when like the digital content just completely began to truly take over and when i say digital content i mean streaming services i mean we did have netflix uh i think going into 2010 and kind of around that time but nowhere near what it is i mean to the point now where the streaming services or services are basically destroying cable television right i mean they're just you know completely dismantling completely taking that space podcasts i mean you and i started podcasting in 2008 you know, here we are now. Podcasts are bigger than they ever have been, even though Conan O'Brien invented them last year, according to uh, whatever <laughs> magazine that was. <laughs> like, I, I, it's crazy. You look at things like Twitch, even even YouTube has exploded. You like, you know, I mean, yeah. we, we were talking earlier about kids watching Quibi because all they do is watch on their phone. All they do, all kids do, they're just watching YouTube. You know, my kids they don't care about like 
network shows. I mean, they don't even really care. Like even Disney Plus, like they don't even really just care to watch shows anymore. They have content creators on YouTube that they follow, and that's all they care to watch. It's crazy. It's well, you started the show by saying it's been twelve years since the iPhone announcement. It was. Uh, uh, well, actually, it was. I guess it would have been thirteen. It was oh uh, seven. So thirteen years. I said twelve. It was thirteen. So, okay. And I mean, let's say like it really hasn't started taking off until this decade, you know, in the beginning and having an iPhone was like a status symbol. Like yeah, if you had an well, iPhone, yeah. like you were, you were somebody. And now it's like, you know, they're a dime a dozen. Like these things are all over the place mm-hmm. and they control our lives. And that's like, you will look back, um, not so much as the, at the, as the release of the iPhone, but this, the decade that we just finished as the time where cell phones just <clears throat> rule the world it was access we, to we, data to the internet <clears throat> on the phone dude i mean really that's really what it is i mean the phone it was one thing to have the phone but when we unlock the potential of having just internet. access to social media all of that like at just the push of a, of a button man just completely you know just took it to the next level it's just it's just interactive like how how um xbox was with you know, Xbox Live, just bringing those people together. That's what phones have always done, mm-hmm. um, but to a completely new level with what smartphones have done. And yeah, like podcasting is, it's in our blood. Like we love doing it. And it's just, you know, the 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 amount that is out there right now and the content and the quality of it, people take it as a legit source of media now. Mm-hmm. Where in the beginning it was like, oh, this is fun and, you know, People who are 30 years old and lived in their parents' basement do it. And it's not, you know, it's not to be taken seriously. But now every single major news organization, whether it's just politics or sports or music, any website, they all have podcasts. Mm -hmm. All of them. It's like you have to. You can't go into business if you don't have a podcast right now. So it's where people go for news. And And I think that's what is completely changing. Just... Yeah, television, I think, will always be there because right now that's the other thing, man. That's the other thing that this de- de- decade brought was like a gold standard of television. Yeah. We've never had this many top-notch quality shows that are all running simultaneously that we will never catch up on. It used to be like, yeah, you know, like one or two shows and yeah, it was TGIF. Lost, and even before that, we were kids. It was Full House on Friday night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But now it's just like take your pick, and there's always a show that you're never gonna be able to get to because there's so much, and it continues to come out. I mean, that's what I love too. Most of the sitcoms today too are even shot in like film, you know, the film cinematography and all that. You know, and that where it looks like a movie. Where you look back at like the old shows like Roseanne or any of those, they weren't filmed that. They kind of had the um, the soap opera look. Yeah, them, you know, everything right, right, now right. is high def looks like a movie, right? Like that's just the norm. You know, high definition televisions became so much cheaper this this decade. Um, oh, my God. Was yeah. big thing. You know who got hurt this decade? Hmm. Magazines. And they got hurt by the cell phone because people aren't reading them on the can anymore. You're reading your phone. No. You don't need you don't need to have your magazine. Next to <laughs> yeah, <you>. it's true. <laughs> it's true. Magazines and newspapers like they're yeah. they're struggling. But um I, it was just a, a year of of just everything is is or a decade of everything is big and the bigger the better and that goes from movies to what we got with obviously Disney acquiring Star Wars 
to all of the Marvel stuff. Um, it was just like an action pack. It just seemed like it was an action packed decade. Nerd, you know what nerd culture, and I mean, I use that term kind of loosely, but like the nerds and the geeks have finally now all come to the age where they're the ones making the movies now and they're the ones making Mm -hmm. the shows. And so like, that's been great to see too. It's like half the shows nowadays, if you ever put those on TV in the nineties or whatever, people have been like, what? Like that, you're not going to have a a sci-fi show, like as a, you know, just a major network television series. No. And now that's all it is. You know, it's all these just big, because that's what people want to see. They want to see all that now. Um, You know, one thing that, we talk about magazines going away and newspapers like comic books. Unfortunately, you know, that market is struggling. You know, the movies are doing great. We, we talked movies are doing great. Um, you know, certain books are doing good. Um, but, uh, that's one thing that I hope somehow, I don't know, like, what is the resurgence dude? Like I really wish they would do, I think we might've talked about this here. I just really wish they would do like a Netflix. I know we have Marvel unlimited and that's great, but how great would it be if you got day and date, all the brand new books, how many more people would subscribe to those services? Now I know there's something about holding a new comic, yeah. but like we're, you were, we were just talking about Quibi and it's everybody on their phone watching a 10 minute video and having those water cooler moments. And then the next week they read chapter two and chapter three. What if everybody was having those water cooler moments of, Hey, did you read the new Spider-Man that came out today? I think you'd get more people to do that, man. You would, but you can get those, like you can, (laughs) But you can buy those like the day that they're released digitally for four dollars or three dollars. Like, give, oh, so I what want are you them, saying? I'm then? saying give me a Netflix subscription. I'll, I will uh, gladly give you ten bucks a month to give me everything yeah, Marvel. Because that's the thing with Marvel Unlimited is it takes like six months. It takes for them six to get months. You're behind. It comes out today. So yeah. unless you have five or six <laughs> other friends, or like you know, you and I would do it, where it's like you're, we all we both have Marvel Unlimited, and you're just kind of. Yeah. Maybe just, well, hey, what's coming out this week? We'll talk about those books, but they're six months old. Where if you want to stay current and keep people up to date, why wouldn't they do that? Like, yeah, and, and I, I, put a discount if they have Disney Plus as well. It's five bucks a month and you get it all. Right. Like, right. And I mean, it, it's something that you should consider because they, you know, this is not the the trend has been staying the same for comic book sales. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like they just had a, a dip in the last year or something like that. It's been trending that way for pretty much the whole decade. It's been mm-hmm. consistent. So yeah, that's a good point. I wonder why they haven't done Bring that. It. But um, a couple sports moments that I want to mention: mm-hmm. Denver Broncos winning the Super Bowl. Garbage. Not, not only the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty. I just love the fact I that hate they won it. Super Bowl. 50 hate it it just is it's the only super bowl that's the actual number because they didn't want to confuse people with the roman numeral so it's just it, it was just a beat Dude, shows, i have everybody in the stadium they gave you towels on every single seat in the stadium they had panthers yeah. and and broncos i have <laughs> an actual panthers one from super bowl 50 my yeah. uh, my old podcast podcast host kata one of his co-workers went and he gave K-Dub two of them, and yep. I got one. So really? he gave me one, man. Yeah, so I have one of those, which is pretty awesome. But uh, nah. yeah, so Super there's Bowl that. sucked, man. There's you know that. what sucks? Like, and I think I said it before. When I was a kid, I was a Houston Oilers fan. Yeah. Transitioned over to the Titans. We lived yeah. here now in Charlotte for 13 <laughs> years. Or Well, actually, it'll be 15 years. I'm sorry, this <laughs> August. 
So you, you just live here. I'm a Panthers fan. Like I've just, right. you know, kind of ditched the tights because it's nice to actually be able to watch every game just on the local TV, listen to local stations. So Panthers fans, and we've been Panthers fans for years here now. But when the Titans went to the Super Bowl, yeah, they played my friggin' dad's team, the, the Rams, <laughs> and his team won. Finally, the Panthers go to the Super Bowl. They play friggin' Chris's team. Like, why yes. can't I have my team ever go to the Super Bowl and not be against a friend or family member to, like team? Come on, man. Oh, man. So oh, bad. God. So, so um, what else? That's true. I never thought about it. So, that and then, you know, living in New York, you're pretty much a Yankee fan. Yankees. Having Jeter and, uh, and Mariano Rivera retire Epic this moments, year was man. just, it was, it was. I mean, it, it it was felt through all, you know, the whole sports world. But living in New York, I remember going to a Yankee game, Derek Jeter's rookie year. And, wow. and when you go to Yankee Stadium, even if you watch a Yankee game, you'll see people wearing these 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 dark uh, blue T-shirts. Yep. The and they're just they're they're plain on the front and on the back. They just have the number with the name above it. And that's the Yankees have never had a name on the back of their uh, pinstripe uniforms or even their away uniforms, but on these shirts and they sell them all throughout the stadium and outside they sell these shirts and, and people just, they, they eat them up. They, they buy them like crazy. Um, and I bought a Derek Jeter one the very first time I ever watched him play. I don't own, I don't know. It, it's long gone, but, um, I, I just remember that. I, I remember hmm. buying that and watching him in his rookie year. And then 20 years later, um, he he was just he's just a yeah. legend. So um, and to go out, didn't he? His last hit, he hit you know home his run, right? last game. No, his last game in Yankee Stadium because the, the the when the year he retired, the last game of the year was on the road. Um, so the last game in Yankee Stadium, he hit a walk off. Yeah, that's right. Hit, yeah. which was his first ever walk off hit. That's awesome. Crazy. And then you know the three thousandth hit was a home run. Just he's just he's going into the Hall of Fame this year. Mariano Rivera was the first one ever to get a hundred percent of the vote. So wow. he's, he's going in. Um, and then for up for vote this year, I think is Jeter. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets a hundred percent. I mean, come on, man. Like, well, these writers are idiots, so much. man. They, they, they deliberately don't vote for people in their first year. There's, there's, uh, voters out there who purposely does not matter who is on the ballot will not vote. For with the exception of Rivera, he was the first one to get it because their rationale is I think it was I can't remember the exact player, but it's somebody like Babe Ruth, either Babe Ruth or Joe DiMaggio was in the first time didn't get 100 percent of the vote. Come on. So nobody should get 100 percent of the vote. And it's just like get over yourself. So maybe with him getting it, it'll kind of start this new trend and be done with all that old nonsense. Were you were you on the Yankee trip? We went on when we got the rain delay and we just got to sit in Yankee Stadium for like five hours. Yep, Loved every minute of it. I still tell people about that story. That was one of my favorite moments. We literally it was just like. Was it like a Saturday or a Sunday game? It was was it yeah. maybe even a one o'clock game? Probably. Yeah, it was an afternoon game. They were playing the Angels, and it went it started raining, and everybody was kind of wanting to clear out. And we just sat in the stadium for hours. Yeah. They were showing Yankeeographies up on the screen, yeah. and it's just because like, we were telling everybody, we're like, look, they're playing the Angels. They're a West Coast team. They're not coming all the way back across the country to play this game. Yep. It's in the afternoon. They will wait forever to play this game. And everybody's like, "Oh, we're going back to the bus," and we're like, "Go! We're we're in Yankee Stadium. We're I was just not hanging wanna... out in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, this is amazing. Exactly. This is awesome. Yeah, that was great. 
The old Yankee Stadium, too, not not the new one. Yeah, it was the old one. You're right. Yep. Yep. Loved it. The the good Yankee Stadium, the real Yankee (laughs) Stadium. Kids these days with their new Yankee Stadium. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, I I don't know, man. What else? You got anything else? uh... No, I think just because we're we're techies, like we're saying, I kind of wanted to focus on like the tech side of things. I mean, video game wise, I mean, that's something to say. You know, I mean, in terms of just podcasting this decade, obviously for you and I, Chris, we said we've been podcasting for a while. This was the decade where we... The podcast became ever bigger, bigger than any yeah. I ever could have imagined with Guardian Radio. I mean, that was something that, you know, this decade <laughs> brought and just brought all that, everything that came with that uh, along with it. Um, yep. You know, I I think this this decade really, in terms of gaming, brought the live service slash, I mean, MMOs have been around for a while, but that game that you log into that games can basically be shipped almost unfinished and they're constantly iterating on games nonstop, constantly adding things to games. Just the way the communities interact with each other within the games has changed. Um, I mean, even though Fortnite kind of came out here at the end of the the decade, if you want to say the free to play model of games now, and even the phone games have have just taken it to the Mm. whole new level where, you know, games now a $60 purchase of a video game, is starting to be somewhat of a hurdle for some people and not because they don't have the money, but it's like, there's other experiences so that much may either be similar or that are even right. better. Why spend $60 on a video game when I can just get right. it for free and piecemeal yep. things out? Like the, the industry changed a lot this decade. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, who knows? Hey, we got new systems coming out this year. I mean, really we only had what this, uh, this decade brought us the PS4, the Xbox one, we got the switch, uh, the Wii U mm-hmm. actually came out, I think, 2012. So we can throw the Wii U in there, yeah, uh, as well. The um, Ouya? The, no, the Ouya. Well, was it maybe was 2010? It? Maybe 2010? I, I don't think know. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Ouya <laughs> came and went. Came and went. Yeah. On live, came and went. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cloud gaming. Hey, technically, Stadia came out uh, the end of the year here, but or be, but uh, it seems to be terrible. It's not. It hasn't really picked up. Uh, they're, no. they're still having some issues right now. So Are they? No. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I had canceled my pre-order because I was just like, <laughs> I'll just wait and really? see. Yeah. But. I don't know, man. It, it was a, a really exciting decade. So, you know, if we stayed stagnant for the next 10 years, I'd be happy with it. Clearly, we, you know. Clearly, we're not. We're not built that way. Nope. So, to know what we accomplished and everything that came out of this last decade, this next one's got, you know so much to to live up to and it's probably going to surpass it because that's that's just the way technology goes yep so it's really exciting to see like what what is going to be next yep 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 but, uh all right well let's wrap it up there guys uh email us if you want the enthused life at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys if you can uh, send us your email see how the decade served you um let us know what you've been watching over the break uh next week we will definitely be talking about 1917 i am going to see that this weekend and uh you know who knows what else i'm sure uh, chris maybe you can get to the witcher think you watch some witcher maybe maybe we can talk some yeah witcher. yeah i can try to watch it. i think you'll like it it's, it's good okay all right um and uh, i'm trying to we my wife and i will maybe we'll talk about it next week we started watching this new documentary on netflix too called broken it's a series and we watched the one on recycling it's like plastic bottles and that uh, but they have <laughs> one on counterfeit makeup they have one on like cheap furniture and it mentions like Ikea and how like the furniture just breaks and falls over on people and stuff. So it's just about like products that we buy that are, you know, kind of billed as being safe, but they're not, they're, they're terrible broken. So it's kind of a neat, neat uh, documentary. I definitely recommend people checking that out. 
Um, other than that, of course, again, if you want to help support the show, you can do so. Five bucks gets you access to not only our monthly show the the next day after <coughs> we record it. So all our patrons are listening to episode two right now, um, whether they were a part of it or not. And of course, they got to be a part of it if they wanted to. Um, but also... Um, they get access to our Discord, where we're chatting with everybody every single day, uh, talking movies, talking video games, talking whatever. And um, you can get access to that $5. You can find that down in the show notes. And again, big thanks to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. So, Chris, anything you want to throw out here at the end? Plug no. the podcast. Plug Locked On. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Locked On Avalanche, yeah. daily, daily podcast dedicated to the Colorado Avalanche, which um everybody is a fan of i have anointed you all colorado avalanche fans Wrong. listen to the lockdown podcast um and i just started a new segment where every friday i will have a uh, colorado avalanche fan on the show just like we do with discord we have our fans on the show i don't charge them though i, I can't i can't technically do that because i'm part of a network right. that won't won't let me do it um but I have them on the show, and so if you suddenly have become Colorado Avalanche fans, you could be on. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, you know, one thing I did forget to mention, too, I want to plug. Uh, I was on the latest episode of Gamertag Radio okay. um, with Godfrey talking Fantasy Star. Godfrey himself, was, uh, he used to host Fantasy Star Radio, I think it was, or PSO Radio, way back in the day. It was like one of the original podcasts he did back in like 2002 he was burning them on yeah. like tapes or cds and handing them out in new york city <laughs> yeah crazy man <laughs> that's awesome so when fantasy star online 2 was announced coming to the west you know obviously he's super excited so i kind of reached out to him and we've been kind of going back and forth so he had me on this week to not only reminisce about fantasy star online but also because i've played some of the japanese version of pso2 just mm. he knows nothing about it so we kind of just filling in some of the details so right. if you do want to hear that and if you've never played fantasy star online and kind of want some history on it and that uh tune into the latest episode of gamer tag radio i think it's called uh, the fantasy star roundtable i think is what he called it so uh other than that everybody have a good week we will catch you next week thank you here for tuning in however you're tuning in whether it's through itunes through podbean or your podcast service of choice thank you so much and with that we'll catch you next week get better jason get better jason get better. Hey, hey.